Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. Hello, Gothamites. I am your host, David C. Robertson, and this, as always, is Jason. Hello. Today, we are talking about Gotham Season 2, what to expect. Um, we This is going to be a very... Um, well, loose forum show. Like, we're not going to be talking extensively, like, you know, regurgitating any kind of news that we've we've talked about over the last uh, few weeks or over the summer. Yeah. And we have been doing this all summer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. We've, well, this, we've the, as this far podcast. as news goes, it is going to end up being kind of a greatest hits because anything that we still remember without having, you know, redone the entire new summer's worth of news will, you know, by its nature, be the more important things, right? Right, right. So that's why we but, didn't prepare for the show. We were we were trying to to filter and process for you. I w- I rather believe we've been preparing for this show all summer. I choose to think that too. Because we're also going to be talking about some of our hopes and our fears and 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 what we think they'll do and what we hope they'll do. So yeah, that I imagine it's largely what would we love for them to do, and then what will they do instead? Yeah, yeah. Because you know we never quite get what we want. No, but if we try, sometimes. We might find we get what we need. Oh, well, that's an important thing. That's a, that's a very wise phrase. What what ancient philosopher? Uh, I believe that was Mick Jagger. That. Oh, he is ancient. <laughs> so that qualifies now. That's antique wisdom at this point. In, uh, yeah, in Americana and Britacana, Britain, yeah, Anglicana, Londicana. <laughs> oh my God. Um, have you have you seen the Mark Maron bit where he's talking about Mick Jagger? He went to a Rolling Stones show and he's watching Mick Jagger dance around and he's like, he thought for a second Mick Jagger was going to fall over and like break a hip and he went, oh no, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> is this the moment? Oh. It's like, yeah, oh my God. Anyway. I've been wanting, awesome. uh, if, if anyone knows, I've been wanting to know for a very long time if this was apocryphal or if this was just a, a tall tale. Is Keith Richards actually going to donate his body to science when he's done with it? I don't know. I, I've heard that for he needs years. To. He needs to. <clears throat> it's, it's, very, it's very much like the, uh, well, the famous Bill Murray story about him eating someone's fries and then saying no one will ever believe you. Right. We, we don't know we don't, where yeah. the legend starts. Speaking of legends starting, mm-hmm. that's what Gotham's about. Yay! Segway! You made it. God, I'm so proud. Yeah! Yeah! I know. I'm so proud. <laughs> now we can just make it through an episode without mispronouncing someone's name. Right, right. That's not going to happen. Nope. Although I think the last well, news episode we accidentally did it. Did we? I think so. Didn't think about mm. it. I think we actually managed. God, I'm going to buy us like a cake. I'll buy myself a cake and mail you the other half. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a an email to my old communications teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, <laughs> Miss Peavy. Uh, I did it. I don't know if you're if, if they're gonna be as proud as you you're thinking. No, they're gonna be like, "Who are you again?" Right. <laughs> Why is this brain damaged right. young man emailing me? <laughs> Which is exactly what they thought when I was in their class. So, <laughs> so I go, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, Dave. I remember him, and they'll say it with like a sneer on their voice, Dave. Yeah, 
Mr. Roberts. There's no way we can make it through this. I mean, look at some of the names on this freaking cast list, man. You got you got your Benjamin McKenzie's and your Robin Taylors and then your Corey Michael Smith's yeah. and your Jada Pickett Smith's and your Donald Lugues and your Pert Wees and Richards. And then it's it, okay. So we made it through about seven. That and was then, almost lyrical. <laughs> it was wonderful, wasn't it? But then you get Corey into Corey Michael Smith's and your Jada Pickett and, Smith's. I'm going to go ahead and ruin us here. Like Cameron Bekondova, David Mezhubov. Uh, Miranda uh, Bakarin, yeah, okay. Zabrina Guevara, uh, Victoria Cartagena. What the hell, people? For the rem- for the remainder of this podcast, Dave and Jason will only be referring to these people through their character names. Yes, it's a good point. Let's do that. But let's actually talk about them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, all the shows we got oh, coming out that we cover. Mm-hmm. Is this the one you're most excited about? Is Gotham the one that, no. Gotham is not the one I'm most excited about. Flash? Yep. Okay, that's fair. Now, Flash is just too damn fun. I get it. The Flash is bringing in multiverses. <sighs> okay. The Flash is bringing in multiverses. All right. Now, All right. what I'll say for Gotham is... I guess we'll get into that pre- next week, though, right? Because that's what we're doing next week is Arrow Flash preview. Yeah, so, um, man, but what Gotham has going for it is that it's pre-Batman Batman, and Batman is my favorite character in the history of fictional characters. Right. So... It's got that going for it, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's Proto-Bat. Right. We've got Proto-Bat and Schrodinger's Joker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Beat Cop Gordon and uh-huh. Badass Alfred. Now, where did we leave off on these characters? What In season one, we've got the, the Penguin has the- usurped Fish Mooney's throne and has usurped even to some extent, I suppose, um... Carmine Falcone's throne, and he is, as he proclaimed, in a very Titanic. Yeah, did he like <laughs> exclamation? Did, you think Penguin's character watched the Titanic. I imagine he did, like the night before he fell asleep watching Titanic, and then he gets up the next day. I would, and- I would say so. However, mm-hmm. for them to ever actually admit that would place Gotham in a time frame, which is a huge no-no. This is true. This is true. Now they could go old school. There was a there were there were a few Titanics, but none of them with that scene. That iconic right. piece of silliness. Right. So so he's king you, of Gotham. You know, he's king him. of Gotham. He's king of Gotham, y'all. Good for us, too, because watching him keep his power, as McKenzie has referred to it, that's the problem now, right? You've got power. What do you do? Right. With it? Watching right. Penguin try to keep his throne and play king of the mountain is going to be fucking great. People going to die, I hope die, it's going to be great. I hope it's going to be great. Um, there will be blood. What? Not like that lame movie where there's no blood. Right. What gives me pause mm-hmm. is when he obtained Fish Mooney's nightclub in season one, mm-hmm. not a whole lot happened. Like, he had some hipster emo people up in there, and nothing was really happening. I really wanted to see Penguin thrive. I wanted to yeah, see he got, him. he got on his haunches a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But he I also, mean, it, was it just... turned out he was really good at high-level scheming yeah. and really not great at, you know, basic management skills he didn't know where to get liquor butch had to tell him well he knew where to get it he just didn't know how to get it right and then he didn't know how to do an actual heist he just kind of like, butch had to kind yeah. of explain to him how actual organized crime works but mm-hmm. man high level stuff you can't beat him um well it's just that organized crime is a little more on the nose than penguin was actually thinking it would be like <laughs> he, he adapted didn't he i mean you know he adapted he, he did. did he got used to it um, you know, bringing uh the the Poison cannolis and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude that gets well, his hands dirty early it's not, on. It's not like he's See, not that was part learn. of my problem. 
that was part of my problem is like he was part of an organized crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. He watched how this stuff went down. He schemed behind the scenes, poisoned cannolis, did the whole nine, got to a great position, got to a place, like played sides against each other. Did and a wonderful then job. In the second half of the season, he knew nothing. So the whole so, point of it was that he is now um, he is now on top. And right. Falcone's gone. Falcone? Yep. They were the ones still saying Falcone, right? No, they uh, said Falcone. No, that's right. The stupid Nolan films. All right. So they've got the name mm-hmm. right. Now, right. Maroney done, done got shot. He's dead. He, he did. Um, Fish went Fish for a long right swim. Uh, Hopefully a long, long swim. Very, oh, God. Yeah. That, that, that was one of those way too on point kind of thing. <laughs> you, 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 you toss fish in the water, really? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Bad character, anyway. Killed me. So we um, hope she's gone. Have you? I don't remember. Did we have? Um, we didn't have any really real, real news about whether they were ever going to bring her uh, back. There was, there was a mention that she might come back for an episode, but mm-hmm. we haven't actually. I don't think. I don't remember any news that said that we were going to get her back. And I think I would have remembered that, like concrete evidence that we were going to get her back. Uh, no, um, there's no concrete though. evidence. Uh, that part I'm sure about. Um, like, I don't think I remember seeing her on a cast list anywhere in season two. Importantly, like, I think it's, it's interesting to note that Donald Logue has been suspiciously absent from news this summer. I haven't, I've seen almost nothing of him. You don't have to. He's Harvey. Which, yeah, I guess he doesn't really have much of a character arc, does he? Right, like, what's he going to do? Like, his, <laughs> his entire character arc for season one was, you know, Jim, you rascal, you're making my life more difficult. Turns into Jim... You son of a bitch, you're right. How do we do how do we get this done? Yeah. That's it. That's his entire arc. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not being flippant. I thought it was fantastic. Especially the scene where yeah. he comes over with what is obviously a lady of the evening and yeah. <laughs> celebrates in his in Jim's room, you know. Come on. You know what? I didn't think that she was obviously a lady of the evening. He didn't. I actually did just get the impression that it was just kind of a skanky girl that harvey knew you know uh, that's the thing i'm not <laughs> i think you're probably right but that i am too i think he just actually knows a lot of prostitutes and doesn't pay that might be completely fair you know what i like your version <laughs> i like your version of that um he's just you know got a lot no, of where we're gonna numbers be. in his phone book that's all so where we're going to be picking up in season two jim mm-hmm. gordon after carmine has you know given him the what was it a knife and said, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, this was a gift from your father, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. The city doesn't need my kind anymore. He needs a, a good lawman. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Commissioner Loeb does not see it that way and has once again demoted Jim, and he's going to be a traffic cop. Right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to meet Jim this season in an orange friggin' vest, like and, at a uh, school crossing. I mean, the last thing that we saw Jim say to Loeb was, I'm taking you down. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's true. What do you, what do you give me on the odds that the first line of, of dialogue in Jim's season is a sigh? Well, that is probably a pretty good bet. I mean, Jim goes between, it's really weird because I went back and I did, I watched like the first like 10, 15 minutes of the first episode a few nights ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you want to get the feel back? Yeah. And, um, I'm going to go back for probably really the last weird. like two or three episodes when, when it starts. He, he actually like Jim Gordon, Ben McKenzie plays him way more normal, like realistic in the first <laughs> 
part of that season. He hadn't and gone into the hyper machismo mode yet. Right. And by the end of the season, he's always gritting and his mouth is always open. He's always got like the grimace going and he's mm-hmm. he's like walking like a cowboy and he's actively growling at people. Yeah, but if I had just gotten to Gotham and then had spent a few months there, that's what I would start doing too. I guess. You better start but, swaggering if you got a badge on or somebody gonna kill you. Yeah, but you know, it's it's almost like um Mackenzie's Jim Gordon has just become that's what he is what he reminds me of. Uh he's like young Archie Bunker. <laughs> without all the racism. Right, without all the racism. He just seems like at any moment he'll he's gonna turn to Harvey and be like, I stifle there, Harvey, huh? Right. I got Commissioner Loeb on my back, and I also got Captain Esten on my back. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, it's getting there. Now, Loeb, Loeb is 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 a, a quivering little coward. Um, he can always I always enjoy that actor when I see him. You know, what he reminds me of though is do you remember in um, I can't remember which part of the Long Halloween it, it's it's in, but there's a, a part where the Riddler gets like taken out back and shot at, and he just has this. It's almost like a Scooby Doo kind of <laughs> look to the way they draw him. It really is. It's it's um, mm. it's quivering. It's it's he's got no spine whatsoever. Which that is going to be, be uh, Tim Sale, the yeah. artist. Yeah, yeah. Not the most. Uh, I don't know. Not the most intimidating drawing of the Riddler I've ever seen. But but yeah, I never I never felt like the Riddler should be an, an intimidating character anyway. He's a he's a he's a villain of of the mind. He's not a. Yeah, that can be the most intimidating if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly, but, you know, I don't want to see, I don't necessarily want to see, like, a big hole. Because, like, for a while, they would draw him, like, in the spandex suit, and he had muscles. Like, he was he was as big as Batman. Yeah, and that I didn't make sense. never really bought that. I mean, you know, it's different if you give him Venom. That was a fun little scene. But well, this is... yeah, but still. This is, no. No. I'm good with a tiny little um, quizzling of a man Riddler, but... Yeah. Same as like Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter's not going to punch anybody. No. But he'll rape some kids, but he won't punch right. anybody. He'll destroy your world. It just, you know, won't be won't be overtly physical. <laughs> right. Or primarily um, at least. So <laughs> Yeah. Um So speaking of which I, though, I and you, you saw the you saw the first <clears throat> look for this Riddler and yeah. previously expressed your hatred of the trope and the mirror concept in general. Yeah, I in uh, they they released a preview and he's talking to himself in the mirror and uh, the mirrored self is. I did crack. I almost cracked up at one part where he was like, "Stop copying me!" And the guy, <laughs> the, the, the version of <laughs> the version of the mirror says, "That's how mirrors work." Right. That was good. I did. I did crack a smile at that. But yeah. I was so annoyed by the mirror trope that I'm like, "Oh yes, let's let's see the fracturing psyche." He's got to talk to himself in the mirror. I don't know. It it just seemed um, very cliche, and, and so did the the scene right before it, like the little bit right before it, where like um, <laughs> poor traffic cop Gordon's talking to to Edward, and then he gets called, and he kind of looks at him and sighs, like eh, "That's me" or whatever. I'm yeah. like, God, "You poor burdened upon man, <laughs> you did this to yourself." <laughs> don't look sad. Yeah. No, I. I completely agree with the cliche part. Um, it is. It just is. There's nothing I can do to fix that. Um, but it actually, it, he does a really good job. So it it got me through mm-hmm. it. It's just, it's an overused vehicle, no doubt. But um, I want to see more of that guy in the mirror, though. I kind of don't. I don't want to see. Is it just because you don't want it to have a fractured psyche, though? Or is it because you actually don't have any interest in that character? 
Um, it's not because I don't have any interest in the character. It's because um, the Riddler has never been to me a fractured psyche. Like, no, no, no. He's but just a little bastard. That's all he is. That's all he's <laughs> ever been. He's just a little right, bastard. But I, I think though it's going to be, um, it's it's post traumatic fracturing. I don't think it's it's. I don't think this is like a, a manifestation of of you know dissociative identity of any kind. It's right. just plain how he's reacting to something extreme in his life, which apparently is going to come out as even more riddles, you neurotic bastard. And, uh, you know, talking to himself in the mirror because what he's what he's doing is developing a, a mechanism where he can talk to the person that was terrible enough to actually kill another human being. I think mm. he eventually just ends up being, you know, a nice amalgam of those two characters that doesn't have a fractured anything. He's just embraced the crazy. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that's where it goes, but that's the end game to the, me still. So I guess that's why I'm not really. I think that's what they're doing, and for some reason, I feel uh, overly confident about that. Um, I have no justification for being that confident, but I'm going with it, and that's getting me through that scene. Yeah, um, I am interested to see the evolution of Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, the showrunners are not giving me a whole lot of of hope, honestly, because like they they released other previews um, with. Theo Galvin, the new character, like the new big bad, he's brought in a whole group of people, a whole group of bad guys, mm-hmm. one of which would be uh, uh, Sionis, um Black Mask, mm-hmm. and uh, Schrodinger's Joker, mm-hmm. as we call him. Mm-hmm. and um, Lovingly referred to. And Barbara. And uh, we've also seen a scene with Jerome and Barbara in prison, and Barbara is so over the top, and Jerome is only or Schrodinger's Joker is only fun about half the time. Like he's only actually really good at what he's doing about half the time. I feel like so. I think within the context of the episode, you're going to end up and you're going to enjoy his experience more. I think maybe I think when it comes to the actual pacing of the episode and where he fits into it, I think you'll enjoy him more, but maybe, but you know, like the, the music is, is like this plinkty plinkty plink, like comedy, Old school comedy music that I'm just not digging for the series. I'm not. I'm not digging that. Uh, I haven't minded it. I really haven't. I mean, it, I mean, unless this is a. I unless didn't want him to pull out the music the, from The Wire or some shit. Well, they actually, they didn't have music in The Wire, did they? I don't want him to pull out really deep, you know, Zimmery kind of crap. Um, I don't want Zimmery Zimmery crap either. I just. I don't want to feel like I'm watching a cartoon. And by cartoon, I don't mean like Batman the Animated Series, which I probably would have been fine with that musical score. God bless you, Shirley Walker. Seriously. Good God, good but, work. Like, this is a scene they would have played in the Animated Series as with, no, with just no music, no soundtrack. And it would have had a lot more, um, would have had a lot more power, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're not using their musical cues correctly, and they're not using the, ty- the, the right types of music, I, I feel. So, but. Yeah. It's just feeling more and more like like that uh, second part of season one where I, I swear to God there was a shift. There was a shift in the show where it went from being like gritty gangster drama to being a friggin' cartoon. And I feel like we are going to get exactly more of that. They're introducing Mr. Freeze, Clayface, Firefly. I mean, geez, man. I mean, yeah, I, I just I'm on the completely other side of that as far as my reception. I the giddy uh, the greedy like gangster was fine, but man, the villains are a lot more fun. They always have been. It's the best rogues gallery in the in the history of fiction. Use it. Yeah, but 
my fear is that we're going to be getting a lot more of the Joel Schumacher-esque version mm-hmm. of those characters than, you know, something new and interesting or even something um, old and sacred like Batman the Animated Series because that show... Even with the gaudiness of those villains, they took those villains seriously. Sure. And it doesn't fit with that music that they keep playing over all the Arkham scenes and with those villains, it does not feel serious. It feels like hijinks are about to ensue. Mm, I'm not feeling that, though. They, I think they're making it work. Plus, we haven't been able to rule out that the first look isn't adding a little bit of music that's not going to be there in the actual episode. God, I hope that's I, ad- the case. I admit that's an outside shot, but it is at least possible. I mean, I would, I would venture to guess that they've already got the first episode in the can and edited and done. Mm, I don't know. They've got, they got a few days. They're probably still tweaking mm-hmm. a couple of things. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> tweak, tweak. You don't y'all. know yet. Tweak. You don't know yet. I don't know yet. It could be the best episode that's ever been made, and they're going to tweak the hell out of it and kill it. You don't know. I, I don't know yet, but you know, we're just going to have to roll with these folks. But then again, I'm looking at the fact that, you know, Supergirl leaked like three or four months ago. So Right. Lucifer's already out. Uh, yeah. They don't even have an I mean, air date for that yet. I'm not, I don't even sure that, I don't know if they know when principal photography is happening. See, I remember that word that we had to remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Things leak. They do. So we, we've had word that, um, <laughs> that Leslie Tompkins and Jim Gordon might not be working out. Um, they're going to be together, but... Uh, there's there's going to be some problems um, that that came from uh, Marina Baccarin. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I really hope that she finds her way over to Wayne Manor. I really I could give two shits about her and Jim Gordon. I want to see her over <laughs> at Wayne you Manor. Want her, you want her with Alfred? Huh? I do want her with Alfred. I do want her with Alfred. But more importantly than that, I want her with Bruce. Not in that way, but I want her to be no, the surrogate mother the, for Bruce. The, yeah, you want the mother figure around for him. Um, right. See, I was I was I was kind of thinking it was going to work out as uh, Gordon feeling like a you know a really close uncle that he can confide in, and mm-hmm. uh, by virtue of that, he gets the the aunt with him. Um, yeah, so he gets to know Tompkins a little bit, and mm-hmm. I, I could have gotten behind that too. Right, it's yeah. better than the best. You know, the the biggest female influence in poor little Bruce's life right now is you know Selena. That's not good. Right. Well, he's about to get another one. Uh, because they've yeah, already, the little they have, silver. Yeah, yeah, little <laughs> proto silver Saint Cloud. Right. Um, yeah, she's gonna be there. Right. And um, God, man, she's gonna I mean, be the one you, that wh- convinces him to you know look into the whole vigilante thing. Right now, I I would say that Gotham. I mean, we're going into season two. Mm-hmm. If if they have any plans on making this a, a, a long running series. I'm we're not going to see much of anything interesting in season two. Just my guess. Like that, that <laughs> I mean, generally season two is not going to be a uh, breaking of any molds. Like the, um, the arrow we, really hurt we you. Know. <laughs> You've learned to fear season two. Oh, well, I mean, Buffy made me hope again, but sure. Um, that season two of Fire yeah. was pretty good. No, shut up. No, no. <laughs> that just was saying. Mean. I'm just saying they're not all bad. It it, it would have been good. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. Um, I just I don't like in a series like this where you're talking about like oh well we're still telling the story of how all these people came to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, well they're tackling the villains in season two. 
what the hell do they do in season three? Season three, you know, is even, it's probably going to be worse than season two. We're going to see, you know, rise of the villains. And then season three is going to be like, okay, follow the villains. Well, yeah, you're not going to see rise of the villains and follow the villains and then curtains. Yeah. It, well, you right. may, it's on Fox and they're going to have to have some serious numbers to keep, keep everything going. But yeah, they will. I think it's probably season two, rise of the villains, season three, rise of the heroes. Mm. Oh, well, that would be kind of interesting. Except that we can't have Batman until like the last episode of the last no, season, the last a, scene of the last episode. We can have a lot of people that are around. Um, yeah. Um, I still want to see Montoya come back as a question. Not, I don't actually want to I see that character come back the way... Uh, she was boring. But if she uh, came back with the with the no face mask on, <laughs> game on. Um, you know, I just... And they're, they're playing around a lot with like the timeline and everything. Been, could have been expected like, for you. Bruce is a little kid, you know, and all these villains are showing up and we've got a, you know, proto Joker and pre embryonic Joker, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know who I'm really excited about for this season though, is, uh, Nick DeGosto, the, uh, Harvey Dent. Yes. I am really excited to see where his character goes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's menacing, downright menacing when he turns on the two face. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Really looking forward to him. And they don't have a lot yeah, going man. on with him. I, he doesn't have an arc right now. They're going to have to kind of shoehorn him in somewhere. Um, well, I don't think they're going to shoehorn him in. Like, he's, they, so far they've done a pretty good job with him. Like, where he's just kind of helping Gordon out. He and Gordon are trying to fix things. almost sabotaging the plan because he tells somebody. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden just, <laughs> oh, my God, the rage. Yeah, yeah now, that you, like, now that we've talked whoa. about him, I, I really do. I'm going to go back and watch, like, that scene. <laughs> just yeah. It was it was so good. It was so yeah. fun to see him turn into. Yeah. He's he is one of those characters that I feel like should have a fractured psyche, and am really enjoying how not on the nose they're playing that. It's just like, well, he lost his temper once, right? Yeah, no, that's not what happened. And he does, you know, have a coin. Um, <laughs> it, I, By the way, I Nick really Gosso should be proud because I think he was. He, I think he's better in the role than Aaron Eckhart was. Well, that is that is impressive. That is impressive. I, I didn't know you had it in you to be optimistic about something. Oh yeah, sure I do, sure I do. But I, I had lost kid faith from Masters that. of Sex. I liked that kid before. Like he showed a very similar trait in Masters of Sex. So right. yeah. when he was cast as Harvey Dent, I was actually really excited, and he didn't disappoint me. I'm no, not he saying not. he won't. I'm just saying so far. I'm really happy. Now, what I'm really happy about, if they go this way with it, if they turn Barbara into a villain mm-hmm. and then reform her, but do so with meds, I could totally, like, if like they get her on meds and, like, Gordon actually does marry her and all that crap, I could totally see her being the character she was or winds up being in Frank Miller's year one. And because she's nuts... I could totally, like, that makes total sense for me that she would wind up giving birth to Jim Gordon Jr., who in the comics was a serial killer. Yeah, he was, um, he's true evil. Like, he, I mean, the darkest day of the Joker, he'd be pretty impressed by what Jimmy gets up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're going in that route, like, I, I if still they went down hold that road, a lot of fantastic. hope. Now, at, uh, if they did go down the same road, um, back to year one even, um, you know, there's never been any spark between him and Sarah Essen, but if you're gonna go down that far, down that far, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind there being something between Jim and Sarah Essen at some point. I, I don't. If right now, it'd do be this weird. Show, They've never had any yeah. on-screen anything. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't think like it would be weird. Brother, sister, like kiss right now. Well, right now, it's like is very much she's his boss. Mm-hmm. 
And but the other part of that though is she respects the hell out of Jim Gordon. Right. Yeah. It. it you know. It's kind of a fun dynamic I, that I've I enjoyed a little bit towards the end of last season because she was rooting for him. Like it, Jim was her mm-hmm. spirit animal, but right. but she still and had you, to keep him. In we jail. all know. And we all know spirit animal leads to to Nookie man. I'm not sure that's actually true. <laughs> I may have to stop you there. God, but it was funny to say. It was fun to say. I'll say that. Maybe not funny, but it was fun. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. And you have. You just been. You, you've been so disappointed, and uh, it, you, you almost sound beleaguered about what's what's pending on television. And I am you, beleaguered. Good to hear you laugh again, Dave. I'm beleaguered. I'm beleaguered about Gotham because to. <sighs> Nothing they have shown me this for for this upcoming season has piqued my interest or gotten me truly excited. Oh um, man! I, see that scene with Theo and and the criminals. I I really enjoyed. I think that's going to be a great start. I I have no interest in Theo Galvin. I don't know who he is. If he's Rachel Ghoul, screw he's them. Rach. If he's Hugo Strange, screw them. I could get a little bit more behind Hugo Strange. You know what? I have less interest in for as little interest as i have in he in in, in rachel Gould, i have less interest in hugo strange really i hate hugo strange as a character Aww. and it's not because well it's not it's really not because i hate him as a character honestly it's because i've never enjoyed any story with him in it That's except for true. that except for that one batman the animated series episode where he was like selling Batman's true identity to all the supervillains, and then when he unveils it as Bruce Wayne, they all, like, scoff at him. Right. Now, that, I mean, that was good. Um, <clears throat> one example of a story where you enjoyed Hugo Strange. Okay. Arkham Games. I, well, that was a twofer, though, to be fair. That was Hugo Strange and Rachel Ghoul at the same time. I know, and somehow they managed to make both of them fun, because Deanie. Yeah, but, yeah, but... Yeah, that was that was that was both good. That, that was good. Like, but that was that was that was a fluke, man. I mean, I, I I'm just saying yeah. it's an exception that proves the rule, but it is at least possible. And I wouldn't be against a Hugo yeah. Strange. And hey, maybe they get it right this time. But this cat doesn't seem anything like Hugo Strange, and they keep saying that he's like a key player. Whatever. I mean, so far, you know what I believe? I don't believe that he's going to be anybody. I think he's exactly who he says he is. They've made up a character. It's gonna. It's yeah. It's gonna be another damn fish, Mooney. <laughs> I have no interest in that. I have no interest in that. Another damn fish, Mooney. Oh, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want Gotham fans to to think that I'm just down on the show. But if you are, if you liked, like, if you okay, if you're listening to this show and you're a Gotham fan, even if you, you know, if you if you've loved it more, especially if you have loved it even more as it went on. Mm-hmm. Leave us a comment and let us know why. Because for me, like, I loved Gotham for the first half of that season. Like, for the first half of the first, like, the first half of the first season, I loved Gotham so much. I thought it was gritty. I thought it was dark. I, I thought they it were was doing understated of, in all the right ways. Something they were doing really well was uh, subtle hints uh, of who Bruce would end up being. They right. did a fantastic and, job. Like, he, they, the, the episode with the, uh, the balloon man, um, they mm-hmm. have that wonderful little scene. Like Bruce is kind of not eating a lot, um, and they he sees the thing about the balloon man, and he kind of he gets this whole. You, you see him have the thought that he's going to need his strength, right? Because there's going to be a long road ahead of him, and he's going to need to face mm-hmm. guys like this. And he he picks up the plate and starts actually eating. I know it's a simple scene, but it was a it was 
really subtle underpinnings of of the bat. Right. Um, so, I mean, if you guys, if you liked the the second half of season one better and have in, and are really excited about where this is going, and I know you guys exist because I've seen you on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know why. Please make it a somewhat well thought out reasoning. Don't just say I suck or something. But I, I mean, we'll talk about it on the show. Give I you just, a shout out. I, I'm I'm not nearly as uh, as, as hopeless. Uh, I want to say as you. Man, no, I you're really, not. I really did like the first half of season one. Just loved the hell of it. But when they transitioned a little bit to it, ramping up the the comic aspect of it, um, I was just as excited about that. Well, like I felt like it was just such a strange tonal shift, and it it was. It was like they were on a break for like two weeks, mm-hmm. two or three weeks, and then we came back, and it was that damn. It was it was the Joker episode, it was the uh, Schrodinger's Joker episode with the, right. the circus and everything, and it was just oh my god! Like Gordon's with uh, Leslie Tompkins now, and he's walking around, and she's like, they're, they're, he's talking about, I don't know, she's say, basically saying they can't have sex, and he's like, what, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why are you suddenly just needing to jizz on everything? Like, because he's you, a walking <laughs> ball of of bravado. It starts in that episode, pretty much. Yeah, like yeah, he did actually, come back pretty. May, um, yeah, and it may have actually started the day that the episode uh, <laughs> where he like took down all of Sionis's men. That, yeah, <laughs> uh, did you not hear the sack drop somewhere during right. that scene? You heard clink clink. I well, I heard lots of things drop. <laughs> I guess like I guess bodies. a couple of testicles could have been in there as well, but yeah. I don't Come know. On, that, was something, a, that was a good fight. It was a good fight. It felt like something was tonally off about the show. It felt like I stopped watching season one and somehow skipped ahead to season five. You know how like you'll watch a show and like season one is like pretty realistic and they're like they're everyone's understated, but then like by the end of a run of a show, like everyone is just way, way out there. Like their characters are just overblown. This happens on most television shows in case yeah, I mean, anyone it's... who's listening hasn't ever watched TV ever. Right. But <laughs> it's a pretty common concept though, yeah. So I imagine by actual season five of Gotham, like the, the, everyone's just going to be CGI and not even good CGI. No, I, you're not, you're going to get that in season two of Gotham. There's going to be a clay face, man. Maybe. You're or not going to have to wait till season know, five. It's going to be Schrodinger's clay face or something. Right. <laughs> no, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a guy who likes five clay. Is be like Gotham in space. It, 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 they'll have yeah. relocated the entire city. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be, you know, trying to fight the lanterns with Manhunter at their back. Actually, that but sounds they'll great. All Let's have do like, that. Can we do that? They'll all, they'll all have fish bowls. <laughs> yeah, they'll all have fish bowls on their heads, and they'll all have traveled to space using giant penis-shaped rockets. Right. And so you know, to keep the timeless aspect, we don't want to. We don't want to know way, what time. All frame rockets are in. penis-shaped. Don't take that out on them. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not completely hopeless. Um, I mean, I'll be damned, dude. We've still got Alfred to look forward to. Is that all you've got, though, Alfred? No, I'm wrong. I'm really excited about Alfred, but but come on, uh, reach reach deep. What are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? I want to. <clears throat> I am. I do love the kid that plays Bruce. That kid kills it. That kid kills it every time. And that look I do love eye, Alfred. Man. I love the hell out of Alfred. Yeah. Um, now, what I'm not looking forward to is almost everything else. No, like, you I, said Two Face. Okay, Two Face. I said almost everything else. Okay, but I mean. God, man, I'm. 
I mean, where could they possibly go that would be at all interesting at this point? I kind of think what they are doing is what I'm looking forward to. Because I, I don't think Rise of the Villains is going to be um, as much of a disaster as the internet would have you believe. Uh, the, it's not the internet that would that would have me believe it. It's just what I'm seeing. And, and Yeah, I mean, I've, just, I've seen a lot of reactions to it. As they were casting over the summer, you started seeing, okay, well, haven't we kind of hit max capacity for villain? Oh, wait, no, there's another one. There's another one. Uh, and yeah. people freaking out and... You know, I I get it. Well, people I, for freaking me, that, out holds that shark no got water jumped with about me. the time you had um, an entire Pike family just to introduce a firefly, right? But, and none of, nothing about that Pike family seems interesting to me at the, all. The kid that's going to be in charge of it actually is pretty interesting. He's a good actor. He he should be able to carry you through it. Um, he might be able to, man. I, I you know I don't. I don't think I, I think know him when from you anything. get you know when you get the the young firefly. Um, I forget what her name was going to be, but when you get her, you're also going to get some more stuff with uh, Selena. So Selena, hopefully that'll yeah, get you through. Which, it. yeah, I hopefully mm, Selena will decide what kind of God. character she is, and maybe even what dialect she speaks in. <laughs> what? Well, no. see, this is this is one of the reasons why you're the co-host here. But <laughs> here you are trying to imbue me with hope, and then give me another reason to hate the show. <laughs> I'm not trying to be unrealistic. There's nothing unearned. I know. But come I know. On, that was a poor choice. We all know that. I mean, no, no. Well, I, you didn't know you what? expect Let's, her to no. pull out like Mama Don't Shiv somewhere in there? Oh, in that God. last episode? <laughs> I kind of did. No, no. Fish don't shiv. I, I half expect anyone at any given time to look at Selena and say, chicken legs licking schmegs. But right. Whatever it was, licking <laughs> chags. <laughs> licking chags. Bringing up some uh, old uh, Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns lingo here in case um, anyone doesn't know what that is. I feel confident. I, I feel confident fully expect that, that anyone listening was in on that. But I No, I fully not. expect that people who watch Gotham, mm-hmm. not all, mm-hmm. but Batman and Gotham in general gets a mainstream audience as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, I mean, for, for God's sake, man, I talked to a guy who didn't know why Batman and Superman would be fighting and proclaimed to be a Batman fan. So let's just be fair here and get, and assume that a fair amount of the people watching Gotham don't know anything about Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, or most of the comic book stuff because they followed it from Adam West to Michael Keaton to George Clooney. And yeah, if you've just hit the on-screen reproductions, you, you missed a lot of the a lot of the background that's going to get you a BVS. Um, yeah, that's that's fine. It's just. Um, yeah, I just figured I'd, I'd uh, name drop the uh, the the graphic novel for those who were not in the know. Um, who need to I am not, in, in, not. I am at all. I am not at all interested in what Selene is up to. Oh, I'm I'm curious. They, um, they could she's write her off the show for all I care. No, 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 no. no she's still good. I, like they, she's still got connections to the actual Wayne murders. Um, that I know. I feel like need to be explored more than they have been. Um, well. I could, a, I could deal with them dropping that, and the moment I felt that way, I decided that I felt that way, was the moment that she went through her little teenage phase, as Bruno Heller described mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm. joined Fish Mooney for no discernible reason. I think it was it was the exact moment when she said, "Because we she ain't thought kids, she was, we ain't we ain't children, and it ain't morning." Ugh. Right. Um. I know that was that was just poor, but um, and apparently. One of her weaknesses is that she uh, follows mermaids who climb out of the sea. <laughs> Magical gutshot mermaids. Magical gutshot, not a problem somehow. Uh, 
back on their feet in good time and manage to, I guess, use the pieces of the, the bullet that exploded around her spleen, pulled them out, and fashioned them to the side of her head, which I'm yes. sure makes a striking image coming out of the water at night. I shall... <laughs> From now on, I shall refer to Fish Mooney as Bedazzled Callisto. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, Selena's going to have some fun stuff oh to do. It, at the very least, she's still, I think she's still the, the, the key. Um, she's a contemporary of Bruce, and uh, he doesn't have a lot of people like that in his life that he can actually, uh, well, talk to, first of all, and then beyond that, actually be able to relate to in any way and give him some shit on the way. And she's an important part of, of him being able to, to grow up like that and not be just... He's gonna know. He's gonna need to know how to be social. Not because he needs to know how to be social for Batman. That's obviously not a problem. But he needs to know how to put on the face of Bruce. And I think she's gonna I, help him learn. Um, and on top of that, we're, she's gonna be the morally ambiguous character in his life. That yeah. I hope at some point he realizes that's who she's gonna be. But I can be something better. Right. And you know, but here here are specifically the things that I'm not looking forward to that they've already set up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously going to be like a little mini like proto love triangle between Bruce, Silver St. Cloud and Selena. I think obviously Selena's going to get jealous of uh or be jealous of the time that he's spending with Silver St. Cloud. Um I just I feel that. I feel that's going to happen. Sure. Um and also I'm not looking forward to these troubles between um Gordon and and um, Leslie Tompkins. Mm, like I feel nah, like that's gonna, gonna be a little boring. It, this isn't supposed to be a love story for me. I don't give a fuck who's fucking yeah. who. I don't yeah. care. I don't either. I don't either. And I mean, that's where the show is gonna start like really swirling down the drain for me. Because I mean, make it a cartoon if you have to. Don't make it a boring love story cartoon. No, I it, like, look this I show. Don't I don't. Care. I don't need the love stories so much. I mean, if you can make it relevant and make it good, fine. But what I want to see yeah. is. I want to see the development it, of Batman, and I want to see Jim Gordon, you know, put his foot on some some criminal throats. That's why I'm tuning right. in, and I want Harvey to be able to sit there and quip in the background. <laughs> right, and you know, I is there anything about Harvey, by the way, that you're not looking forward to? Because is there anything about Harvey Bullock that yeah. I'm not looking forward to? Yeah, Harvey. I think he may be an exception for you, at least, right? Harvey is an exception for me. Harvey is just, Harvey is there. He's not something I'm looking forward to, but he's not something I'm dreading. Quite a eulogy. Harvey was he, there. Right. And now Harvey he's fun. not there. Sometimes. Harvey is fun sometimes when they decide not to write him like a retard, essentially. Like, <laughs> every once in a while they get this, uh, I'll call it, um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll call it Lance Syndrome. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand. Uh, every once in a while he every once in a while he has the Quentin Lance syndrome where he just he becomes some ridiculous cartoon and then other times he's fine and he's a lot of fun. It ends up being perfect for me because there's so much uh, there's so much swagger in the show and some of the scenes with like Harvey and and Jim just you know two inches from each other's nose sneering are some they were some of my favorite parts of last year. Every time they had a little right. standoff in the middle of the police station, which, by the way, no one even noticed because that's just how people operate in this world. You yeah. on, the, on the daily, you go up to a, a coworker and get right in his damn face about something. Yeah, and, and I mean, well, to be fair, sometimes it's point, Falcone, it, sometimes it's the last donut, whatever. At this point, it's just like everyone in the GCPD is just like, oh, that's just Gordon getting on the high horse again. Yeah, but they're all rooting for him. I mean, he kind of got rid of the, you know. 
flasks of the world. He, he's mm-hmm. he's things are looking up as far as Team Gordon, and yeah, as soon as he gets rid of Lobe, you know what? Um, I'm, the only way really I've actually been him able getting to, rid of Lobe. The only way I've actually been able to um, actively get past the idea that that Gordon went from being sort of a subdued character to this like machismo cowboy character mm-hmm. is that he finally realized that to actually operate in the in in the uh the gcpd he basically had to pretend he was in jail right that's my point and though act, like you go yeah. spend a few days on the gotham police force and see if you right. don't start posturing like he's just like okay on your first day you know you better hit somebody over the head with a chair or they'll make you your bit their bitch you know right so i was okay. waiting for him to pull out the, the rorschach line you know I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> yeah. It was only a matter of time, probably. So let's talk about something that you're not looking forward to. That I'm not looking forward to? Yeah. Oh, so what am I really... And that I am. And that I am. Oh, okay, go. Michael Chiklis. Oh, God. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Michael Chiklis. So now, what I'm Michael not looking Chiklis. forward to, what I'm not looking forward to is Michael Chiklis becoming a bad guy somehow eventually becoming a bad guy right that sounds like a pain in the ass that sounds like something i don't want to see we no, have enough conflict in this show we have yeah, enough conflict been in this show viciously absent from like anything other than the an- announcement that he would be around and then they gave a quick like paragraph less than a paragraph mm-hmm. of description of his character and then that's it nothing in the previews nothing in nothing yeah now and i i think it would have been way more interesting and it would be more interesting. Like, I don't want to see him become a bad guy and, and be a problem for Jim Gordon. What I And you know what would be interesting also? Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, first of all, let me get my first thought out. I'm, I'm starting to brainstorm here. Mm-hmm. But if he dies a martyr, it would be really cool. That's what I'm really hoping happens. Also, like Maybe that's really the moment cool. where we find out just how sick Theo is or something. Right. But... Let's look at what we've actually seen here. We know that Gordon is having to... He's going to be delving deeper into his dark side mm-hmm. for this season. He's going to be bending the rules a little bit more. He's going to be getting more to about the place where uh, Bullock was Bullocking at the it beginning up a of the bit. series. Right. Yeah. He's going to Penguin asking for favors and whatnot, even though it, 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 it bothers him to no end. No, he's doing it for different now, reasons. Bullock did we, it because we, it made his yeah, life easier. Right. And he's doing it for different doing it reasons. For the opposite. But, well, I mean, y'all came here for different reasons. Oh, yeah. but, all, but y'all came to the same place. You all accepted the job. And Gordon aims to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs> so. Good. Good. Yeah. He is actually as close as. Yeah. No, he, he's about yeah. as close as we're going to get to Mal on Fox for a while. Yeah, I know. Huh. So, um, what if, what if um, this, this mentor of Gordon's, what if. Um, Michael Chiklis winds up coming against because they didn't specifically say that he was going to become a bad guy. They said he was going to be trouble for Gordon. Yeah, but so let's look at how that was uh, phrased and say what uh, you know. How likely is it that Gordon's going to get on the wrong side of the law with this guy? Like this guy thinks that Gordon's part of the problem too. He probably will. Yeah, and that, I, like that's the only well, other than him dying a martyr, uh, which might at least be interesting, and it would reprieve me of having to look at Michael Chiklis. Um, it would at least be interesting if he comes on board, wants to do what Jim wanted to do a year ago, and the way he sees it, Jim is just another one of them now, and Jim has to take a look at his own behavior and go, you know what, I'm, yeah. I have, I've, I've bitten off parts of the wrong, I, I'm, I've gone too far, and pull himself back and get more of the black and white area. And, mm-hmm. Oh, and then he can become a fine example for Bruce of... Don't try the whole gray thing. Doesn't work out for you. Yeah. 
So if they do that, I'll, I'll, I'll be excited. I could get behind that. Now let's talk about this. What do you think is going to be the outcome? Uh, what do you think season two holds for for Wayne Enterprises and and Bruce? Because we know Lucius is going to be in the show a lot more. Right. Yeah. Lucius is coming on uh, strong, and whatever that relationship is uh, is going to be for them. Um, it, it looks like it was just it's going to be a mechanism for Bruce to learn more about his father, and his father. We we still don't know. No, they haven't mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's not a good uh, piece of data out there anywhere to say. What what it was he was into? You know, we don't. If yeah. it was if he had gotten into the vigilante thing a little bit, maybe that seems a little far fetched though. For now, um, I, I really hope he did not. I hope he did not. I I'm thinking it's more. Maybe he's just. You know what? I've, now that I think about it, I'm hoping it's this. We find out that Thomas Wayne was the good, the great detective, and he gets down there and he sees the lab and he sees what Lucius was up to, and he finds out that he was the guy that can put all the pieces together figure out where the real problem is and do something about it. Now, his version wasn't to put on a costume and go beat some pipe, but um, mm-hmm. maybe Thomas's version was a little different, maybe more, you know, intralegal. Um, but, and maybe it hadn't even gotten started by the time he got killed. Maybe that's why I got killed. But maybe he is the world's greatest detective uh, or the guy who at least shows what will be that person, the ropes, even posthumously. <laughs> maybe he was um, <laughs> running an underground railroad for more... <laughs> Ethical for good cops, right? <laughs> for ethical executives. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's possible. Of course, you. you we live in a post Snyder world. You could get down there and realize that the basement has a bunch of owl masks. Fuck, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought about that earlier. Do you think that you think they they might bring in the court of owls, man? Nah, I don't think so. It would Dude, fit how- here though. If they were going to do it somewhere, this would be the vehicle. Dude, how cool would that There's be? There's season three for if, you. If Theo Galvin was like precursor to not uh, to uh, to the Court of Owls, well, it, it can't be a precursor. Oh hell yeah! The Court of Owls is you know been around since Gotham was a one horse town. But well, yeah, no, I mean as as far as like the narrative goes with like our introduction to the Court of Owls, like if he's a minion of the Court of Owls, right? Okay, yeah. Um, then maybe yeah, he's the first one. one of the you know, maybe we find out assassins. what he really is. Is he's recruiting talons when he's got all those guys in the yeah. end? Yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> at this point we're just getting excited about an entirely different show. I know, and I really hope it's not true. Like I really hope that we're not getting excited about a different show. I hope that, that they actually just do it. I mean, how do you do Gotham? But season four, and, Court of Owls. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you over season two rise of the villains? Season three rise of the heroes. Season four. Oh shit! There's a Court of Owls. Yeah, how do you over? How do you do a Gotham TV show and overlook the freaking Court of Owls, which it's has not part of the? I mean, it's canon. Uh, we, it's just not. Well, traditional, I mean, these are characters that. Yet. Well, right, but these these guys have. Um, well, I mean, shit, man, they're gonna go ahead and do all the villains that we know and love. They're just going to go ahead them. and bring those guys in. By the way, so who is it that keeps buying flowers for Diane that works on Gotham? Because they're getting all the access to all the properties they want. What? Who is Diane? My nemesis. Oh, I got you. I just I'm they're they're getting to do everything they want to do, and I guess it's because they decided to do something that was uh, pre the real meat of the whole, you know, the, the, yeah. the meat of the tradition, I guess. But um, well, I don't think it's flowers so much as um, the souls of infants. <laughs> I, didn't, this is a, I wasn't even going to villainize Diane that that far. No, I'm going for it. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> I started this train. I'll, I'll buy another ticket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this is uh, the 
unholy succubus that we have to deal with that won't let Batman show up on Arrow. <laughs> you know, I'd almost forgotten why I hated her that much, and now I remember. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, um, there are, so yeah, there are things that I'm excited about on Gotham. I mean, I don't see how they're going to get around Court of Owls to some degree. Um, I mean, well, I guess they, they could. Can, you know, they, there's no problem getting around it. They, that was the beauty of how Snyder designed it. Was it something that could have feasibly been in the background the entire time and you never had mm. to notice it yeah uh, it was brilliant little it was a brilliant little piece of writing it was this is a great story too it was um just on his face just mm. really cool it's like the he illuminati just, of gotham yeah Shit. he just did a damn Shit. good job and it was it was something Let's where he 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 got away with adding to the entire mythos because he he picked something out that he he could streamline perfectly into everything you've ever known before was still true yeah also this it's it's a hard thing to pull off, and he managed. Um, and these guys are so secretive and badass that even Batman is like they don't exist; they're a myth. Right? Yeah, he had you know he had he had looked into it a little bit, but he hadn't really bought it um, until he finds and, himself in one of their freaking mazes, right? <laughs> Tripping his asshole. <laughs> um, now you've got if they can do the same thing with Gotham, you're you're in good shape because something that Gotham has the opportunity to do is exactly fucking that. They get to tell a part of the story that doesn't get told a lot. So if mm-hmm. they do something particularly well and it doesn't conflict with the rest of the canon, they can kind of sneak in and get, get another spoke on. Right. If they do it right. If they do it right. Like this whole thing with the cave and whatever Thomas was up to is a good opportunity. Because, you know, Thomas doesn't get explored that much. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And um, I I stand by my assertion that the show would be best served if we do experience time jumps. I, just I, would. I agree, but I could, well, let me put it this way. I could agree with that. I don't want to see it yet. Don't want to see it yet. Not yet. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't want to see it yet, but. We'll stay on the, the straight the straight narrative for a minute. And then, yeah, like season three would be a great But episode. I also, I would take time jumps in season two over stupid filler episodes involving Butch dancing. Oh, that was so bad. That was so bad. I don't care what happened to Victor Saz. Not unless he starts cutting himself. Hey, well, he's I mean, already he's started a, doing that. Hey, when did that happen? What did I miss? Oh, there there was a scene where we saw him like lift up his sleeve and he had like cuts all over his arms. Like oh, he's God. still notching him. He's yeah, still right. notching him, man. He's notching him. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's so, just not the same. Contract killer's ass is just not the same as, you know, he's not that shit crazy wants to see the light drain out of your eyes while he watches you bleed, Zaz. That's the guy well, that's kind of interesting. Well, they did hint at that character being there. It's just that he's working for Carmine. Well, yeah, but that's exactly the problem is they hinted at the character. They, they, he's not there. Right, right, right. Uh, and, you know. Actors, it's, it's a fun actor. I actually like his, I like his, I like what he's done. Uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. not his Looking fault. better in the Flash. <laughs> he was, <laughs> it was one of the weirdest characters that they could have used. I did, uh, <laughs> Arrow and Flash I didn't for like, another time, sir. For another time. I actually I actually didn't like him better in The Flash. I liked him better on Gotham, but I just wanted to say that to bug you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it did, it, it was a little weird that he was in both, but whatever. It bothers me. It bothers me. Is there not uh, somebody else out there that looked like Billy Corgan that we could have used? Wow. What? Billy Corgan. There's a name I haven't heard for a minute. Well, how do you not think of it every time you see this cat? Actually, I think of Billy Corgan every time I see Dave Foley. <laughs> <laughs> like a more Canadian... <laughs> it, it, seriously, if Dave Foley was bald... I know I, I get it. I get it. Like, especially like back in like you know, Kids in the Hall, News Radio season one days. Like mm-hmm. he looked like Billy Corgan, dude. No, I, I agree. You could have um, um, you could have Corgan do the uh, put on some some red hair and do the Dave Foley story. Yeah. All right. So um, 
Do you anticipate at all getting to a point in season two where you were it not for the podcast where you would stop watching Gotham? Not yet. If it's anything, it's going to be too much focus on romance because yeah. it's just not just not what I'm looking for here, man. I it doesn't. I don't mind unless romance. it adds to the story in some way and doesn't just fill right. time between places where I wanted to see Alfred beat somebody. Um, if it's, I feel like if it's a natural, organic uh, progression of character growth, then it's fine. Awesome. Um, it's just not likely. But you know, uh, from what I saw in season one, like his transition from Barbara over to um, Leslie mm-hmm. was really inorganic. I mean, not completely no, inorganic. Was, uh, Marina Baccarin is hot, so I mean, she's just gorgeous. Yeah, that is a that's so a, I can see that. Woman. But I mean, and suddenly no, his Jim transition became a massive horn dog, just short of arbitrary. It was. Um, eh. Yeah. No, I, if it's it, it could be the romance thing. Um, uh, Chickless could get me. It's always that chance. I don't understand um, your hatred for Chickless. I don't either. It's just chemical. It's just chemical. I'm not a cat person. I don't like Chickless. <laughs> I I love um, dogs and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. It's just in my blood. I yeah okay. So that could do it if they it, now that whole Joker is an idea, not a person kind of thing. Which is I, I'm not phrasing that right, but as a shorthand, you'll have to forgive me for it. Um, that's pretty much what they've said, though. Like, this is a this there's is some a, nuance to it that doesn't sound as bad as what I just made it sound. Well, they've said he's a pre-embryonic Joker, which makes me think that this is Joker's dad. Right. Um, right. But then they've also said it's more of an ideal, so in more of a movement. So I, I don't know, but you know, the th- Joker, they are promising. Great you know, the Joker things. proper is going to be like Barbara and Jerome's kid. Oh man! Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh man, that hadn't <laughs> crossed my mind, and now is. Man, uh, why did you have to go and say that? No, and it is. It's gonna. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be a little Jimmy Gordon. That's the Joker. Oh man, I don't want that. That's yeah, awful. You might. you might talk about fan wank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, that could get now if they spend too much time on the whole Joker as a philosophy thing. Um, well, I'll take that back. They could spend all the fucking time they want on it if they do it well. It's just it's a it's going to be a concept I have to get a little bit used to, and they're going to have to kind of walk me through it. Um, which mm-hmm. is why I'm sitting here ready to watch you know, 22, 24 good hours of this show over the next uh, year. Right. Um, is because I'm happy to have them sit there and walk me through it. It's fine. I, you know. Right. I mean, they're promising great things. They're promising that we're gonna our minds will be blown and whatnot over over this Joker revelation, what they've got planned out. Right. And I. I swear to God, if it's bit... Jason Todd, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although there's a there's a red hood out there somewhere. All right, it didn't. There at is the, at the end of that is. episode. Didn't a young boy grab the hood? Yes. I'm just saying. And it was yeah. It ended on this ominous tone of a of a young redheaded boy picking up the hood and staring at it. Like almost, the only thing they could have um, done more is have the kid immediately walk over to a car and start stripping the tires off. Yeah, and you know what? Like the, I'll be damned, man. The they might as well have made that stupid red hood. They might as well have just made it like a damn uh, Doctor Fate helmet because that's what they acted like. It was just like some magical yeah. Yeah. force that was causing people to fight over it, and like the red hood has power. Oh, I hate you, Gotham writers. I hate you. I don't know. I, I could do a quick social experiment and go makeshift myself a red hood and walk into public and see if I don't feel liberated somehow. It could be like, you know, pretending you're a dinosaur. It's kind of more fun than it would seem. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, it, I felt like it was an unnecessary, that was an unnecessary red herring. Like, they were just like, oh, here's the Joker. And then you're like, oh. And then, like, like two episodes later, it's like, oh, look, there, there's the Joker. Or is he? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, they did Bastards. that to us all season. Which, it it was hard to get through as a season. It was kind of a, you're when you're waiting week for week, and then you wait over the breaks and all that, it, it seems meaner than it is. If I was gorging myself mm-hmm. on this show... In retrospect, like this had already ended. It had five seasons. It quit. Great. And I'm I'm watching this thing on Netflix. I would have thought it was hilarious that they kept teasing the Joker. Mm-hmm. It's different from when you episode have to wait one. They year. were teasing the Joker. I know. I know. They had that damn comedian up with on a guy stage that at Fish Moon. Looking too different from <laughs> the guy that ended up being, you know, Jerome. It was kind of like they had an idea for that, uh, for who, what kind of tease they had. And there's even a laugh, like a very specific laugh in mm-hmm. you know, the, in Arkham. At in Arkham. Point. Before yeah, Jerome come, is there. Yeah. When they come back from a different break and Jim right. Gordon's in Arkham. Right. Every time this show goes on break and they come back, it's a different show. I swear to God, it's a different well, show. Well, that was something McKenzie pointed out as having a problem, uh, uh, being a problem for them. That's yeah. another thing that actually does give me some hope is uh, it seems to be a, an idea that's uh, that familiar to the people that have worked on it. Right. That, yeah, they kind of... We're start and go for for a couple of pieces there, and it did get a little disjointed. And you know, maybe just squeezing in all these people was a little uh, a little shoehorny. Um, they'll try the they'll maybe they'll try a different approach and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I no. you know somebody. Uh, I, by the way, the electrocutioner, he's out there somewhere too. I want him back. Yeah, electrocutioner and amygdala. Uh, amygdala yeah. is running around out there in Gotham somewhere. Right. Um, he was a lot of fun. I I want him back. He was both a lot of fun, and the, but the climax of his episode was like maybe the worst thing I saw in Gotham. It's possible, but his when he just turns the entire GCPD into like an electricity condu- conductor, or whatever right. it was. Right, that was one of those where that, like you're looking at that, that going, looked, somewhere. Yeah. Tesla's just pissed off right now. Somewhere Tesla's or pissed jealous. off right now. <laughs> I'm not sure. And <laughs> somewhere you know Donald Belisario is just so happy that they brought back cheesy lightning. Into right. a TV show. Right. I felt like I was watching an episode of Quantum Leap. Right. God, you, you haven't gotten any better than this. That Okay. I mean, it's been like 30 years. Seriously? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. And we've still got cheesy lightning in the can. Okay. I didn't mind it. Uh, don't get <laughs> me wrong. It was not, it was not the best uh, piece of action I've seen so far. But, hey, I can still dig it. And w- but, when do you think, you know, we're talking about the DC Universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think we have a point, and, you know, call your shot, where okay. true powers start getting uh, involved in Gotham? So what far, do you mean by depowered. true powers? So far, no one's okay. a superhuman like superpowers. of any kind. Um, well, there aren't a lot of metahumans in Gotham anyway, like in the comics. Like, Joker's not a metahuman. No, no, no. Wait, no Gotham uh, uh, is a very grounded atmosphere, but it is in such yeah. a universe where you could play with it. Now, that's that's the point. Do you think they ever will? Well, if they actually do Clayface, they will. Mm, yeah, I'm imagining that, that as do, like a yeah that that will be a little bit a little bit of a step towards it because that's a like, science experiment gone wrong. Um, Mr. Freeze also a science experiment gone wrong, right? Which isn't where, quite the same um, as you know a green ring or something. I would say Clayface is closer to metahuman because, but regardless of what actually caused his transformation, he's still a creature with clay powers. Like yeah, he can, he's still got shape shifts, you know, metamorphic and, abilities. That's something. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not he's nothing. Still got that. And I, I, I would surmise that knowing Gotham, how they'll 
bring him about. It's probably going to be in the guise of a master um, killer or thief who can change his face because he just knows how to use makeup and shit. <laughs> right. No, that's what they'll do to him. He's just a, I'm serious. a master of disguise. and I'm serious. They won't even use that. Uh, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that really well could happen. Really very well could happen. And they'll probably bring Victor Freeze in. They'll probably bring Victor Freeze in as just like a scientist. I know. Yeah, and now, do you, do you they think might, they ever... Go ahead. They might actually make him like, uh, you know, proper Mr. Freeze by the end of this thing. I don't know if they're an, quite an ready on the show to, to get to the point where someone needs a suit to keep them alive. You know, and well, I mean, I, it's called Rise of the Villains. I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's just... Uh, I'm not quite sure. I mean, we're in season two, so it'll probably be more like, well, okay, well, he kind of had a little brush with some scientific stuff, so now he keeps the air on 65 degrees. <laughs> right. Like, Gordon's a little chilly every time he walks into the dude's office, you know. Right. Not seeing breath chilly, just kind of, you know, a bit nippy. I swear to God, man, if they have one more freaking character work for the GCPD, I'm going to be pissed off. Like, I don't I don't want to see any more characters that I know and love that oh, have a secret your... background oh, as a no. cop. Okay. Gotcha. I was about to say, what about your precious Chickless? But I see. Oh, Chickless none of the is none of the established the canon working for the GCPD. That's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Chickless is 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 made for the show. Yeah, like I don't want to see you know, uh, God, I don't know. Um, I don't want to see Cornelius <laughs> Sturk working as a as a. You know. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I don't want to see this little cannibal Cornelius Sturk like working as a you know uh, cor- uh, a coroner and he's like secretly eating people and like Nigma stumbles across him and oh we both have a secret. <laughs> you don't want to see like a, a a young deputized intern or something that uh, plays football for Gotham High suddenly shows up. No, not not looking for that. Mm-mm. I don't, you know. I could see oversaturating the GCPD as a, as a thing. But, um, oh, and uh, there's somebody else that uh, he's out there, and I'd like to see more. Is, uh, man, I, I want to, as soon as I see that kid, um, I, I forget who played Crane, uh, who played the young Crane, but as soon as I see his uh, name on a cast list somewhere, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very happy. I want him back. I have no interest in seeing that kid again. No, I do. I definitely do. I I don't. I would be happy if they just left Scarecrow right the hell where he is. I want that to pay off at some point. I, I see. I actually. I take it back. I don't even. I don't even want him this year. I want him in like season five to wake up out of the Dude. coma and fuck some people up. I mean, he's out of the coma. He's just perpetually like in fear of these well, giant Scarecrow monsters. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it's DCs. not a coma. You're right. Um, it's it's just a, a complete mental break. But eventually, he's got to come out of it. Oh, I'll tell you what else I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, and they're, they're already kind of hinting at it with this Silver St. Cloud bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, season one, we get Selena. Season two, we get Silver St. Cloud. I'm going to be pissed off if they if they go further and have like Vicky Vale season three, Julie Madison season four. Like they're all little girls and they all like Bruce. Get the, uh, like a young, yeah. what's her name, Lisa Kane? Yeah, I don't, I don't need any more. Uh, don't please. No, don't. Silver St. Cloud was already too much for me because she's one of those people where as soon as you bring her up, the only thing she can do is distract from Batman for me. Um, right. Which is as it she is. Was fine. With in, most. in the book, she's fine because she ends up being a reprieve for him. Like he's he finds this this person who's who actually really knows who he is and is down with it. And that was interesting. But, you know, we're not we're talking yeah. way before that has the opportunity to be that interesting. 
Well, the only other person, honestly, the only other, well, there, I would say that there are two love interests who, for Bruce, mm-hmm. that would be able to get down with, with who he is. And I would say, you know, one of those is Selena Kyle, because there are versions of, of the uh, Batman mythos where they do, they get married. Where she knows. And she yeah. helps him on his quest, and then they grow old together, and mm-hmm. their children become the, you know, successors. Tiny bat people. The other person I would say is Barbara Gordon. And I know that that's a slap in the face to the fans. They hated when Deanie and, and Tim and Burnett did it in, in yeah. the Batman animated series. One of the only times Deanie didn't work for me. Yeah. And it, wasn't and, a, it wasn't a deal breaker. It was just kind of a, man, I'd rather not. And it was, you know. Now, Talia. Yeah. I mean, Talia is another example, though, of, you know, knows who he is. Talia um, can't ever get over her daddy issues long enough. That's to actually the big do problem. She bores the crap out of me every time I see her because it's all about rage every time. And uh, yeah, she's like, "Oh, beloved," and then like five minutes later, she's stabbing Bruce, and you're like, "Why? Are you, why?" And he's <laughs> and he's always surprised. He's always like, "Talia, why?" She's right? Like, because you, we were cool. You op- no, you oppose my father. I am sorry, beloved. By the way, here is our child. Take care of him. Right. That's the worst part of oh, Talia is eventually Talia. she gets you Damien. Um, right. Who's, who's, nah, don't get me like wrong, he's, he's coming around in, in the book. They, they've started redoing him a lot. Um, he's not the annoying little prick he was. And he kind of is, but I'm enjoying it more. I, I actually I actually liked Damien. I, I like him now. He's he's a fun little kid. Like, he's They're almost doing like... The, uh, the DCAU straight to DVD stuff is... Um, with, with him and Bruce nowadays, it's great, actually. Mm. Um, you know what he reminds me of, though, in the comics? He, a lot of fun. He reminds me a lot of Alexander from Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, hmm. Worf's son. Oh, man, I don't, was, I, don't know if I, ever, I don't know if I remember like, him at all. Yeah, he was, like, in two seasons or something, and, like, uh, he was, um, like, basically, uh, Worf's wife dies, and uh, she... Uh, they had like a fling. They were married. They got wound up getting married as as per Klingon ritual or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so you uh, cut off she's one an ambassador, right? Well, she's an ambassador, and then she comes back. She winds up getting killed, and he has to take care of their small son. And um, on the Enterprise, and mm-hmm. it's just this little kid named Alexander, and he's just like, "Yes, father, of course, father, father." I do not understand. Like that's what Damien reminds me of. He's just. This little bastard that's been raised by the League of Assassins, <laughs> but finds he's a little Batman. Is what he is, he's like the worst parts finds, of Todd and Trick combined. Nah, man, but he like he like finds Batman's work very honorable, and like I don't know, I, I don't no, know, he I, does. I don't know why I like most him of the so time. Much. I see Damien, he like he thinks his dad's a pussy because why aren't you killing these guys? I don't understand. I, I know we, you, why aren't you killing them? Well, that was before. That was that was the initial. You know, that was the initial, uh, God, introduction to his father, like, when he's hanging right. out with his dad. Like, and then later on, it becomes more of a, I understand now, father. But he's still, he's still a snarky well, little bastard. Right. He, he, he's, he's still, you know, it's one of the only parts I liked about Batman Inc. is him getting shot. Now, what I enjoy more about Damien is not so much Damien as uh, Dick, Tim, and Jason's reactions to Damien. Those are actually good. <laughs> yeah, because they all just want to just gang beat him. And the yeah, funny part is, kinda... I don't know if they could. I don't know if yeah. the three of them could take Damien. <laughs> and that's the fun part. Like they actually, they're like, okay, this is this is like Bruce's assassin trained biological son, right? I mean, he's one of those kids that, like, by age eight, he's getting advanced courses in international finance while beating up a Shaolin monk for his recess. You know, mm-hmm. 
this is a well trained. He's he's a, a weapon. He's not even a human. And uh, yeah, yeah I, and, and they've they've had uh, him and Dick face off in uh, actually the recent movies. They had uh, him and Dick face off. Dick doesn't do well. Dick doesn't do well at all. Yeah, like ass handed. Help Batman so and him fight. Doesn't go well for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not easy. Yeah. He I think which he gets is, the W eventually, but it 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 wasn't easy. Which is interesting because that's the second character they've introduced in the last fifteen years, I guess, mm-hmm. or so, maybe less. I can't remember exactly when she was introduced, but uh, Cassandra Kane, who was Batgirl for a, for a while, right? She was she was um, also trained by an assassin, and she was a mute. And um, the way she was trained is like she actually fights reading body language. She could actually fight Batman and, and take him down, right? Right, hand to hand. So that that's interesting. But, but that was a cool. That was just a cool character design, is what it was. Uh, that was mm-hmm. neat concept, uh, good placement, I'm, just good design. I miss the character. I miss the character. They, I don't know what they did with her or where they. She just disappeared. They realized they already had a katana. And she just sort of vanished. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, well, I'd take Cassandra Kane over katana, but oh, that's a good. Depends. That's a good. Sometimes call. katana grows think, on me. Do you think they'll pull up where the Batman and try to bring katana over into Gotham? God no. God no. Just a just a thought. I really don't think so. But they are so off. Gotham is so off the rails on their timeline. Like they just bring in characters whenever the hell they feel like it. Right. Like it doesn't matter that they that character shouldn't be born yet, or that character shouldn't be that old, or not a problem. And you always imagine, um, you know, you always imagine Bruce in his prime as being like twenty nine, just right in the middle of him getting the hang of being the Batman, and and just right in the middle of his physical prowess being completely peaked um and you always imagine that all of these people are basically you know contemporaries as far as their age i you know it's just it's something i've never even considered until certain things started happening but i always assumed that you know joker was 29 too never occurred to me there'd be an age gap i don't know why i don't know I, i guess i have no justification for it but i sure as hell didn't have a reason not to think it well in in the original books like when you go back and look at the Joker, he looks a fair amount older than Batman. He looks like he's probably at least ten to fifteen years older than Batman, at least. Uh, but I just assume that's because his you know face is creepy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Penguin. I always, I you know, it was obvious that he was older than Batman. I just I assumed it's kind of like you know Dolly Parton looks like she's about one hundred and fifty. She's not. Well, Dolly Parton looks like she's about forty. <laughs> maybe we're having an entirely <laughs> different take on that. Because she's had a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> well, I can see all the surgeries. That's why I feel like it's better. Right. Keeps having new new young faces strapped over hers. Um, quick uh, quick question. Okay. Um, would you accept it if it happened? Bruce joins a Little League team. Uh, just because Alfred wants to get him, you know, socialized a little bit better. Little League of Assassins? No. No. I won't no, accept it. <laughs> no. I wasn't even going to do that to you. No. <laughs> Okay. Why would you do that to me? God damn. I, Co- it, Coach Rache. Coach Rache. He kicked Coach me. Coach Rache. I'm just thinking, you know, the he, he maybe gets to a little league team and turns out like the best hitter on the team is named Clark. Uh-huh. Oh man. Would would that be too much for you or just right on? Don't you have to follow through with it? You just he just meets a Clark one day, they have a nice conversation, and you never see him again. Yeah, yeah. I would be down for that. Joins a little league team. Sure, like Alfred's forcing him to do it. He doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. and then they like go up against like you know whatever. Yeah. The, uh, now in this case, Smallville would, Saints or something. It would probably you know? be Coach Kent in this case. You got to imagine he's, you got to imagine he's pitching and helping coach Little League. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Clark's dad is totally, totally Jonathan Kent coach. is yeah. totally the little league coach. Do it for sweeps right before I'm saying like right before Batman V Superman comes out. Right. I have like coach Kent. Like yeah, that's my boy. And then, but you know, Jonathan Kent probably wouldn't let it, his son be on a little league team. <laughs> Be Not like, unless he had, he had thoroughly schooled him in how to like dumb down his his muscles, like yeah, because by even by little league age, uh, he should be able to you know take the string now, out of the middle of a baseball. No, what I wouldn't mind like that would bother me, but what would what would be cool is if they just actually did the uh, the story that like there's the black there's and a, white story. A little, uh, it wasn't a black, and, a black white, and white, but I think it is a black and white. If I know, it was not about. a black and white. No, no, no. There it's was not. A, you're right. You're right. I think it's actually. Um, I know it from a backup story in the trade paperback for Batman, uh, Batman and Superman: Public Enemies. Yep. Um, that uh, Ed McGinnis and Jeff Loeb did. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know when when Bruce met Clark, and it's, it is it's like Bruce is on you know some adventure or whatever with Alfred. They wind up in Smallville. The car breaks down, and they actually do like you know, get help from the Kents and Bruce and Clark play for a little while. And Bruce realizes that that Clark is different. I'd have no problem doing that. Yeah. They, they kind of quietly, Bruce realizes he's, uh, that he's different. And, uh, Clark realizes that he realizes that. And their, their takeaway is like, Clark is just thrilled that he met someone who wasn't afraid of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be down in a heartbeat. And the funny part is, like, I, I don't think it'd make a lot of sense to bring it in at all as as the show. I don't know if any kind of superpowers are going to come in. Like, you're not going to meet anyone like that, um, I think, in Gotham in general. It, I don't it, Like, Arrow's doing a thing where now they're expanding and they're getting more and more into true powers. And, you know, now they're going to get into magic and mysticism. And I don't think yeah. Gotham's ever going to go down that road. And it's fine. It's fine with me. But, yeah. A quick little one shot like that would delight me, and yeah, I would know. Would I would me. know it's never going to have a payoff, and I'd be okay with that. Or even pull someone that's a little less obvious, like uh, somebody comes in town. Uh, he meets somebody at like an aviation show, and it's a tiny Hal Jordan. They hang out and have a hot dog. <laughs> Way before Hal Jordan would be anything special, you know. Yeah, and just have Alfred be like, "Oh, it looks like you made a friend, Master Bruce." And he's like, "Right, wouldn't go that far. He's arrogant." Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ego on that kid. Uh, yeah, I'd be down for something. They did like know that. a lot about I, airplanes, you know. Yeah. If they did it too much, it would obviously just be fan wink. It, it would, would be, be awful, too far, but just a couple of those, but one even would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. and something you could get away with. You actually could. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Season two of Gotham. What to expect? Ah, uh, man, I or I think we hit most everything I've it. got. A lot of the characters. Only want to remember. Uh, wanting to see more. Oh, uh, it's one of the reasons I wanted to keep Selena around. I want more Ivy, and I only seem to get Ivy if Selena's around, so I want to see what Ivy's about, because that's a creepy little girl. Well, see, I think it would be okay if they didn't have Selena around for everything Ivy does. Like, you don't have to do that. Right. I'd like her to break um, out and be able to, like, show up without Cat there. But Yeah. Um, I would like to see more Ivy. She was interesting. She um, had... When she wasn't just hanging out in Barbara's apartment, but... Even then, it was just kind of a... It was just nice to see her again because it'd been five episodes at that point. Every time it happened, yeah. But God, the um, first like the first couple times you meet her and you know she walk like they walk away from her and Bruce starts to turn around. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Don't look at her. She- <laughs> well, I'll say this: I don't ever want to see the doll maker again. Oh God, no! Oh, some of the worst 
some of the worst graphics I've personally seen, I'm sure they're not the worst on television, but some of the worst graphics I've been privy to. And it pains me that my beloved Jeffrey Combs was privy to that. And was the of that. recipient of it. I know. No, it's not, it's not the worst graphics he's ever been involved in either. But Oh, no. <laughs> by very long shot. <laughs> Hello, reanimator. What up? Um, yeah, he... <laughs> I would like for that storyline to end. It was fascinating early on when they were kidnapping kids, and then it just turned into that. Um, yeah, it was always nope. weird for me. Like when like Lily Thompson or whatever her name is shows up, I just kept expe- expecting John Cusack to come out. <laughs> She's like in every John Cusack movie. They're friends. Like, right. It's weird to see one without the other. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it. I think that I think I've, I think we've covered it. I do. I, right. Hopefully, hopefully we've we've managed to put a little bit of hope in there to cut some of the um, some of Dave's enthusiasm. Oh, you know, I mean, it actually does. It honestly, you know, actually, what we didn't talk about was um, uh, Tigress. Yeah, but I have nothing to say. I, honest to God, Me just either. have nothing to say. Not one thought hanging around. Me either. Um, she's got a whip. She's got a whip. She might. She, Selena might see that whip. That's all I'm and saying. Get some ideas. Sure. That, yeah, would, that would be sure. fun. Actually, it's you know when they take down uh, when they take her down, it ends up being um, yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Just yeah. At the in, end of the season, uh, Tigress gets her comeuppance. Uh, however, the hell that ends up happening. Assume Chickless is involved, and the the, the, I the, the whip, nothing. <laughs> the whip just kind of gets lost in the fray, and then yeah, yeah. cat comes across it. Great. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I think, I guess that's going to wrap us up for our Gotham preview. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, oh, while you're over there, give us a five-star rating and a review. I, I'm sorry. I'm I, We're not normally, like, I'm not normally this down on this stuff. Like, Gotham's got some, man, Gotham's got some time to, they, they, they got a long way to go to, to win me back over completely. Um, but to be fair, it's just, it's just because I love these characters so much. I know. Um, I, I, I'm hoping you're, I'm hoping the problem is that you were expecting wine and you just got sour grapes. It It's just got to age on you a little bit. Yeah. I'm hoping the same for me because, you know, I'm as likely as you mid-season to go, fuck this. Are you kidding? What the hell do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. Why is Clayface a makeup artist? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah go over there and, and to itunes or stitcher and and give us favorable reviews and, and all that good stuff because it really does help us out um if you'd like a similar podcast about the marvel cinematic universe go check out our friends matt carroll and jeff randall at the marvel cinematic universe podcast you can find them also on itunes and stitcher and mcucast.com both podcasts us and them uh we're both part of the giant size team up network and uh Gosh, I guess we'll we'll see you guys next week with some more news and uh, an episode. What is it? Arrow? Arrow slash the the Flash. They're going to air Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively. So we're just going to hit them both up. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep some DC on your screen because, I mean, God, we're clearly going to. Take it easy.